Welcome to episode 83 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, sir. Not as good as some. How you doing? Quite well, actually. Quite well. South Studios, uh, episode 83, more beer to drink. Life can't get Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Need, need we say more? Nope. Certainly not. Um... Well, let's kick off the first beer, and then we got to get help from our listeners on a debate that two old guys are struggling with. Uh, first off, a I'll call him a loyal listener, but he tends to get way behind and then gets caught up. But happy 55th to loyal listener Henry Fee. I'll still call him a loyal listener because, like, usually he'll be five behind, and then he just steamrolls through right. five episodes. Binge so, listens. I'll, when he when he texts me, he says, hey, thanks for the birthday wishes. I'll know how far behind he was or <laughs> right. if he actually still listens. Happy birthday, Henry. Um, and the three tastings tonight, as I put on the Facebook page, Flights, Football, and Anything Else, give us a like. Come on, help, help two guys out. Learning to struggle through the you know Facebook world, which is Facebook's only what? 25 years old. Yeah, something like that. And, yeah, and we're just getting into it. So we're a little, <laughs> little, you know, a little late to the game, but oh well, what, what can you do? Um, Better late than never, Michael. Exactly. But two loyal listeners, Brandon Karst and Brian Adams, their families went to Tennessee the, the week leading into the fourth or the week coming out of the fourth, one or the other. That's neither here nor there. Must have been the week coming out of the fourth because Brian dropped the cans off. Uh, last Saturday, a week ago yesterday. All right. Um, so there, we have three IPAs from Tennessee, and the first item up for bid. So thanks again, guys, for the donations. Yeah, thank and, you. And listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. Listeners, we love those donations because the best beer is... Free beer. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, the first item up for bid here on the Flights Football and Anything Else, Price is Right, is Yeehaw Beer. From Yeehaw Brewing Company in what? What did you say? What's Johnson City, Tennessee? Johnson City, Tennessee. Six point seven alcohol by volume, seventy-five IBUs. One of the plainest cans that we've had yeah. in eighty-three episodes. Yeah. But I do like the saying on the on the side of the can. It says, "You'll say it when you drink it." So let's you know let's crack these and see if we get a Yeehaw out of it. And oh, as we pour this, I don't want to take words out of his mouth. Brian Adams did take one of these beers, and he wanted to try it. And I said, well, what would you think of it? And, and I quote, yeah, fucking horrible. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing he would have rated it a one. Well, for those of you that are watching Ted Lasso on Apple TV, probably the same response as uh, Ted gets from when he asks uh, if he wants to drink any English tea. <laughs> You know that brown water that looks like it's coming out of some <laughs> some barnyard animal? No thanks, that's horrible. Cheers. Cheers. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Yeah, we got to get Brian to come aboard because there's even. I mean, I, I doubt it's going to rain. You know, after first taste, it's not going to be a five on no. our, on our very. No. Uh, strategic, that's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, sophisticated. Yeah. Our very sophisticated one through five <laughs> scale that we use on flight football and anything else. I mean, it's not going to be a five, but yeah, fucking horrible is 
I think, a, a very harsh, overly critical yeah. rating from somebody who clearly doesn't drink IPAs because this is nowhere near uh, the horrible r- r- line. No, but, I mean, if, if you're somebody that clearly drinks, you know, Miller Lite, Bud Light, you know, those kind of the light lagers. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, this is this is going to be considerably heavier, yeah. heavier, a little bitter. Obviously, the 75 but, IBUs are coming through because there is some bitterness yeah. to this beer. But, like the can says, they tried to get a, what's the word on here? Uh, balanced is the word they used. Being beautifully balanced between a West Coast style hot flavors. So you're going to get a little more hoppy bitterness with the unfiltered New England style look. So uh probably a little more copper color a little more yeah. reddish strawberry color than a than, than, a, haze. than a new england hazy right. ipa but um no good flavor here um but yeah let's talk about the way we get this pod out to the people and you know we say follow us on epod ffa which is twitter which i've kind of given up posting stuff on that twitter because my own personal account which doesn't get a lot of activity still gets more than that and we're a little confusing to the listeners because we have the Mike and Dave page, which does get some interaction with our listeners. And we've just finally, like I said, only, you know, well, it's been three weeks now. So 80 episodes later, we finally are doing some stuff with the actual podcast page of Flights, Football, and anything else. So yeah. any suggestion, any of you uh, listeners out there who are Facebook experts or gurus or, or live on Facebook. Send it our way. Yeah, send it our way and, and help us out. and we'll go from there but like i get frustrated with it because in order for me to be able to work the pod page you had to grant me at access access so i could post and publish stuff just like you did you know you had some nice photos from your vacation and i just posted tonight's trio of uh beers that we're going to be drinking and i get but in order to do that i had to have a facebook page right so I had to create a Facebook page, which I'd never done. And I swear my fucking personal Facebook page has got more requests and notification from, you know, Joe Blow. And I'm like, fuck, if I wanted like, I, I, <laughs> if I wanted to be your friend, I wouldn't have lost touch with you over the 30 years. Well, so. that's, that, you know, that's, that's somewhat automated, Mike. You understand that. Because as soon as your name pops up on Facebook, they do it geographically, too. So then all of a sudden you're, brrr, you know, anybody that's around here. You know that knows you. You know, hey, Mike. You know, might know this person, and you know, it's. I well, don't know. and that's great, but then why don't they do that for our flights, football, and anything else page? Because, because beer drinking is nationwide, so get that fucking <laughs> Facebook page out nationwide, so people can see it. You know, right? And and Joe and Joe Schmo from Tupelo, Mississippi. He can say, oh, you're drinking that yeehaw shit from Tennessee. That's nasty skunk piss. You got to try this beer. I'll send you up a six pack. Right, you know, and that's and that's how that's yeah, let that that's how that's supposed to work. <laughs> but that's how I want, you know. But you know, then it doesn't help that neither one of us post anything for four or five days because. Yeah. But you know, life gets in the way, and we both it have day jobs. We and do have so well. You do right now. My day job is a little slower than yours. But, right, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, you still have other things going on. I just got back from a, a nice vacation. But speaking yeah, of which. Can I yeah, interject yeah, there? Yeah, I was actually done with it other than, hey, help us out, get the get the brand out there, and you know, like us on Facebook. All the, the cool shows say that. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, so now we're cool. Yeah. Well, we always were, but we're just 80 episodes late. 
Uh, so we've got this uh, Yeehaw IPA in our uh, new Deschutes uh, pint glasses. And uh, that was compliments of uh, the Deschutes uh, brewery. I guess not compliments. I paid for them. Actually, to be honest with you, I you know I got all my stuff. I got a couple T-shirts. I got some stickers. And I walked out of there and I'm like, man, that. let me see that receipt. That just didn't seem like I got a lot of stuff. And it was, I don't know, like 36 bucks or something, I think. It, should, it seems a little hmm. light. Sure enough, um, uh, well, I guess it wasn't these two. It was another um, aluminum um, insulated Deschutes cup oh, okay. that I had gotten that, that wasn't on there. So I went back in. But that gave me a chance to, um, to thank uh, one of the management team, uh, Tim Casanelli. I hope, Tim, I'm pronouncing your name right. Uh, great job with that with the brew pub uh dinner excuse me lunch i had we, we ate out quite a bit and so um um kind of like food. rod jeremy movie <laughs> god thanks for interjecting that <laughs> in the middle of a positive plug no but the uh deschutes uh the deschutes brewery and pub uh, he did a nice job staff was great atmosphere was great beer was great i had a flight there I'm wondering where I, I had my flight sticker here somewhere. Uh, doo, doo, doo. There it is. What did I have? I had fresh squeezed. I had the Haze Tron uh, Imperial Hazy IPA. That was good. Uh, King Crispy. I just got that one because I like the name. <laughs> yeah, that is a cool name. Uh, the Twilight Ale. Uh, one of their flagship uh, Mirror Pond Pale Ale. Uh, and the, uh, can't even read my own writing here, but I think it's. Uh, Katharina, is that how? Katharina Guava. Katharina Guava Sour. Oh. I'm not. I can't get into the sours. Those are the trendy yeah, the, thing right now. Yeah, I'm not it's kind of like when those uh, brute IPAs came out. Yep. It got a little trendy, and then everybody went, you know what? These aren't really as good as we think they are. I, I'm just not sold on the sours, although the sours are going to stick around more than the brute IPA did, IPAs did. Six is a big flight. Typically, every time I go get a flight, it's yeah. four. Well, check this out. Uh, and then one of my other, this was the uh, flight strip from uh, Ben Brewing, right around the corner. Um, IPA, I had a, I, there are Tropic Pines, uh, Elk Lake, uh, Trade War Stout, that was a, that was a nice stout. Uh, their Outback Amber Ale, Crucial Taunt. Uh, I tell you what, that one, as soon as I drank that one, that's a, a Northwest Red. That would give, uh, what's her name? Um... From, uh, uh, was it Sheboygan? No, Keweenaw. You know, oh, you're, you know, oh, yeah, you're a girl yeah, on the yeah, can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as a, a, a delicious red. And then Future Living IPA. That must be a West Coast thing because that's another, that's another six-tasting flight. Around yeah. here, there are four. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and but, thanks to you for the Deschutes glass. I appreciate it. I got to get rid of some of the old shitty pint glasses that I have up at the North Studio. Just get rid of them. And I missed the bolt. Kind of segue into the next topic. Yeah. Um, that This could have been my time. This last weekend, they had the old big neighborhood-wide uh, rummage sales. Oh, yeah. So, uh, not a fan. I'm really not a fan. On, on either end of the spectrum. Yeah, you know. No. So where do you fall in, on the rummage sale? Are you, you know, rummage sales? Are, are you a rummage sale guy? You, you know. 
if I need something and I don't, it's something that I don't need, you know, new. You know, I'll go. I'm not gonna spend a. I'm not gonna spend days. You know, like literally 48 hours, 36 hours looking for, you know, stuff just right. to look for stuff. Um, you know, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have something that I need. You know, we were looking for dressers. Um, some of the solder. You know, you get solder dressers for kids, and by the time they're teenagers, they just tear them all apart. Bottoms fall out because right. they're stuffing their. They're stuffing all their clothes in the bottom of the dressers, you know, trying to jam them in there so quick and get everything, you know, the bottoms fall out, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, I, I took some long ways to get home or some longer ways to get to other things I needed to do and just drove by some to see if I saw any solid dressers out. But um, I didn't think, you know, the traffic or the parking was too inconvenient, like in our neighborhood. No, I didn't um, think it was too bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. I, in fact, I thought there might have been a lot of flops. Oh. Um, what do you mean? I, what do you mean by flop? Meaning, like you know, because normally if the, there's a good people are on the rummage sale prowl. I mean, you got cars lined up every which way but loose. Right. Uh, I just, I just don't know what side I dislike more, right. the seller or the buyer. Now. If you're going to take advantage of somebody, like my my only thing about getting a rummage sale would be like, okay, you know, sports. Oh, they got sports cards here, and you're you're going through and you see, wow, that's a fucking Mickey Mantle rookie, uh. fifty cents. <laughs> All right, you know, yeah. and then I don't know if I could live with myself, right? You know, you you know, where the guy you know suffering from dementia, he's got you know his flies on zip drool down the side of his face and you know the missus has you know one tit hanging out of the wife beater <laughs> that hangs down lower than her waist and you're thinking well, they're selling this Mickey Man. this Mickey Mantle you paint a good picture Mike I'm <laughs> this, Mickey did that Mantle, well. this Mickey Mantle rookie is one of the most sought after cards ever and they're going to sell it for 50 cents do I take advantage of these two schmucks yeah and then like uh, the other thing that's really soured me on it is uh, my sister-in-law I'll get the specifics <clears throat> prices in the items wrong but she was in my, my uh, sister-in-law mary ellen a few years ago was doing a rummage sale and she just brought stuff over to one of her friend's house or whatever and you know she's selling this like nearly new beautiful cashmere sweater for a dollar and one of the shoppers comes up and says would, would you take 75 cents for it <laughs> and at that point i'm like come on get the fuck out of my driveway <laughs> You know, it's, it's, come on, right. it's a dollar. It's a fucking cashmere sweater. Get back in your Escalade. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, get out of my neighborhood. It's a, you know, it's a dollar. You're going to try to talk somebody down. It's like, fuck, man. I mean, how big of a deal do you want? <laughs> and then the other thing is, I don't understand. Okay, yeah, I guess. Now, an estate sale is different. I mean, an estate sale is usually somebody that's had some money. They're a little bit older and they have nowhere to put the stuff. So you go in there and say, wow, you know, look at that armoire. Right. And, you know, it's like. 300 bucks. Like, wow, that's a fucking nice armoire. Right. I really don't even know what an armoire is, but I just like saying armoire. <laughs> that's, that's okay. You know, nobody knew until you just said something. But, um, you know, so th there would be some good stuff because you're just trying to, it's like, hey, the, the, yeah. pair, the, one, the one spouse died, the other's going to move to a nursing home because they're in their 80s. They got a whole house full of nice stuff. Sure. And yep. we're not going to store it and travel it and move it. So here, come and pay for it. That's different than a rummage sale. Right. So, you're really going to take all that time to set everything up 
And I'm not saying there's not there hasn't been a rummage sale. Like, hey, man, we made thirty eight hundred bucks. Right. Okay, that's cool. Right. But you always hear, well, yeah, I made about three hundred and twenty five dollars. Oh yeah, okay. You sat out there ten hours a day for three fucking days. <laughs> yeah. For, for three eighty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you know that. I mean that your time is worth something. Yeah. Well, and, and if you didn't need the stuff, just take it to Goodwill. Drop it off at Goodwill and let you know let somebody who you know. You get three hundred eighty dollars worth of tax credits. Yeah, do that anymore. Oh really? Yeah. Not to Goodwill or to Goodwill. You can take stuff to Goodwill. You can't write it off on your taxes. Since when? Uh, listen, this since the, this, this year. This year? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch up with that one. So why the hell are they asking people? Because I just dropped something off the other day, I think and they're you like, fall do, in a certain "Do you want bracket. a receipt? Either uh, if you're way up, or if you're donating a certain amount. Like if you're donating like a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff, maybe you can. Sure. I don't donate a hundred thousand dollars no. worth of shirts. So no. So no. But yeah, so anyway, the, the rummage sale just I don't. I don't like it on either end. Now, again, and that's not knocking people. Because I, I say you're getting rid of it because it's junk. Or you just don't need it or use it or <laughs> want it. It's junk. Because no. you're not fucking putting a dollar <laughs> on something that is. All right, all right, wow, all right. All right. Hey, this is really valuable, but i got to get rid of it right now. <laughs> so it's junk. All right. So and why I think it's almost you know humiliating to go... If you're down on your luck and you need help, that's what the Goodwill, the Celebration Army, that's what those stores are for. You go in there and like you can actually get brand new stuff, and then it's done. Sure. But the, the rummage sale is just, I just loathe them. In fact, and I think part of it is like the one in Freeland um, that's usually on the... Uh, the Walleye Festival. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to get from one of my stores to another one of my stores, and there's literally people, like, all of a sudden they'll just break and then stop and try to parallel park. Oh, yeah. And it creates – so that's probably the the, oh, yeah. the bottom of the hatred for the world, the, yeah. the rummage sale, because I just yeah. think it's like, you're fucking going to kill somebody. Oh, my somebody. gosh, there's yeah. a thigh blaster. Ah! <laughs> exactly, you know. You know, buns of steel. It's like, you know, <laughs> how many of those can you get? Because typically what happens in a rummage sale, especially when well, the kids... Well, Mike, I broke my last one. So when the kids... I need a new one. Yes. Well, then hopefully somebody was selling it. But, like, when the kids would go... I, I see kids doing it. It's fun. You walk and somebody's driving. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. And you make... But what, what eventually happens is you come to my rummage sale and you purchase item A. Either with my... I'd like to see the percentage on this. Within three months, item A is either in the trash or you're giving it away to somebody or you're just donating it yourself because you really didn't need it and it was my trash to begin with. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's going to keep the data on that one, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because it would be very, uh, there wouldn't be any raw data on yeah. it. So. I don't think anybody's going to be sitting in their garage says, now, after you get this home, do you mind giving me your email address? Because I'm going to send you a Google survey. Rate me at Google. Give me a good, good Google review. We, we want to know if we want to know if you still have this in a couple days. So, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, totally off topic, totally unprepared discussion. But it was the big, and you know how I even had to go out of my way and get my trash and yard waste out on Thursday night because pickup came earlier on Friday. I do like that though, to be that, honest. That, with you. I don't mind that. I like that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, so I guess that's the one good thing that comes out of rummage sales. Yeah. Hey, um, I do want to, before I forget, I had another note here. I was talking about some of the beers that I had. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to Jake. Now, I don't know Jake's last name, but I was sitting there staring at this 
mega cooler um, in Bend, Oregon on uh, Newport Drive. It was the, the Newport Avenue Market. Um, and it's the, the largest cooler I've seen. Now that's out of the Tri-City areas. Uh, the largest cooler of craft beers. And I'm just, you know, and so, I mean, I know Shelly just, she rolled her eyes and walked away because she knew I was going to be there for an hour because I wanted to read every can and see, you know, what hops and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, uh, this guy probably took pity on me and he's like, hey, um, you know, can I give you a hand? Or I don't know how the conversation, but I, I probably told him I'm from Michigan, you know, and I'm just trying to try beer. So he just started, you know, pointing out, okay, you know, this is a really, I think it was, uh, ah, crap, I didn't even write that down in my notes. However, um, he showed me uh, one brewery, and it's actually a, a brewery in Bend, Sun River, and it's the Cocoa Cow, yeah, the Cocoa Cow Chocolate Milk Stout Cherry Vanilla Variety, 7%, 28 IBUs. Now, I looked on Untapped because after I had this thing, I'm telling you what, if, if I don't know how you get a hold of it, I'm going to try to get a hold of more somehow, some way, whether Newport Market can ship it to me or um, I'll just try to contact Sun River because I, I don't think they distribute to Michigan. But um, if you like a chocolate-covered cherry, like literally taking it out of the box, you know, popping it in your mouth, you like that flavor combo, um, this is probably one of if not the best dessert beer I've had. It literally, it had the exact taste of a chocolate-covered cherry. Uh, I looked it up on Untapped. Uh, there was 7,365 check-ins, and it was rated at a 4.16. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, so try to, get, so that's pretty try solid. to score us some of that. Now, would that... So, thanks, as, Jake. I really appreciate it. Unbelievably delicious. Uh, a couple of the other IPAs... I wrote those down somewhere else, but of course right now I've got a whole spiral notebook full of notes and I'm trying to do the pot as we speak and maybe I'll look at it on the break when we're trying when we're switching over to the second segment. Now before we, we rate Yeehaw Now as good as the the, the one the yeah, beer the, you just described yeah, the was cocoa the chocolate covered cherry. Yeah. Could you drink more than one or do you do you think that's No, it beer was like, light enough. Uh at three, probably you get a little rich. Yeah, okay. you get a little rich. But we've had some on the pod that oh, after yeah. the first one, you knew. I mean, oh. it was a gut bomb. Yeah. In terms of how heavy it is, this one was light enough that you could probably get after a second one. Um, but you know, it's kind of like dessert after any meal. Right. In terms of like, you know, how many pieces of cake are you going to have, or how many bowls of ice cream are you going to have? So I have more ice cream than I will cake. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, true, true. So. But. Um, but anyway, so thanks, Jake. Appreciate it, man. And speaking of ratings, yep. What do you say we rate Yeehaw IPA from Yeehaw Brewing Company? I go first. Um, yeah, I gotta. You know, long as Brian keeps listening, I, I, I'll let him keep drinking what he wants. But I even uh, at a couple grad parties drank some Bud Light and said, "Hey, you know, I guess maybe I was giving it a bad rap, right. And could drink it, but." So we got to get Brian on board with the uh, IPA because this was not a, yeah, fucking horrible. There's no way you can rate it, yeah, fucking horrible. No, no. Um, Nice, bitter, piney IPA taste. Very solid, very drinkable. And I'm going to come in with a very solid, respectable 
351 for Dick Buckus. Who was number 51 for the Chicago Bears? 351. 3.51. It's definitely more West Coast than it is New England. Uh, I thought the 75 IBUs, I thought it was going to be a little bit more, a little harsher hoppy, but they did a nice job. However, they infused the, you know, when you add the hops, you know, is a lot of the difference uh, between West Coast and New England, um, doing it when it's warm, doing it when it's cold, dry hopping it, etc. So they smoothed it over a little bit because some of the West Coast IPAs they're just they're just too bitter, they're just too too piney, a little too dank, um, and this one was not that. But do I? Uh, da, da, da. I was right in that three. Hmm. I was gonna say three point five zero. So I'll stick with that. All right. I'll stick with that. 3.50. I was right in that same range. All right. Well, let me look up to see if we're in line with untapped. 13,000 check-ins. So respectable. Yeah, respectable amount of check-ins. And for the first time in a couple of weeks, we're right in line with our untapped folks. Because those 13,000 on average come in at 3.58. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Really close. You know, and our one to five scale of three five is probably what a, a, a B minus, a nice solid B minus beer. Right. Yeah, because the four would be the the A yeah. or A minus. Yep. Yeah. All right. So yeah, B B minus to B range, and hey, you graduate with that, brother. Well, why don't we graduate on to our next tasting, Dave? Nice segue, Mike. Hey, that's, that's what that's what I do. What? By the way, what does a segue? <laughs> Sound like a professional. Um, haze fast. From Honky Tonk Brewing Company. Uh, We know how to make a hazy IPA using the best ingredients. Careful yeast selection and management are key to producing consistent, flavorful New England-style IPAs, which we have done since 2018. And that'll be the end of the description as I drop my phone. So without further ado, let's just crack this bad boy. And we'll read between the lines ourselves, Dave. Hopefully my uh, phone cover's durable. Although yeah. I need a new phone anyway. That that thing's that thing's barely better than a flip phone at this point. <laughs> Although it still can find Pornhub though. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. This is much more hazy and less copper than the old. Hee-haw! Cheers. Cheers. Very New Englandy. Yes. I think. Uh, Brian would have been better served. Oh yeah, for this, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it looks like the tennis, the, the Smoky Mountains in the background of this beer, whereas you were out west with mountains on the beers of yours. Ah, before we get into our next topic, what did, what was that that you noticed on the side of the can? So it's not super obvious. I just you know, that, like I said before, I'm just kind of like reading the cans and seeing what people sometimes. Uh, even like uh, Blake Austin up at Austin Brothers said, sometimes they put little nuances on the cans, you know, to see if people can, right. you know, pick them out or you know they pop out. This one had alongside the can it said, "Spend a little time on the mountain, spend a little time on the hill." And you said to me, "That's from a song, isn't it?" And I'm like, "I fucking never heard it." Yeah. So and I then don't... and then you went to the old Google search and what what did you come up with? So 
Uh, it's a new Speedway Boogie by the Grateful Dead. Nice With, little tune, but you know, it, there it is in the second in the second verse. Now I got a question and then a comment. Yeah. Grateful Dead is an older band. I'm a little bit older. New. Did you like the Grateful Dead? I mean, I, there's some good songs. I never. There's some I listen to them, but because I'm actually very impressed that you would even have any idea that was from a song. Because the only thing that the only good thing that came out of the Grateful Dead was Ben and Sherry's ice cream. <laughs> because the Grateful Dead is, I fucking hate the Grateful Dead. Oh come I, on! There's, I don't think there's one song. I, the Grateful Dead is terrible. <laughs> I never liked him. Everybody. I mean, the only thing that I think Grateful Dead is just one spot ahead of the Dave Matthews Band. And my oh, order of band my, that I'd okay, like to never see. Never mind. End of discussion. And, and no, that's what I'm saying. I'm actually very impressed that you would. I didn't. I didn't see you as a Deadhead. I guess because I thought no, I, Deadheads were. Actually, older than me by a three or four years. Oh no, 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 no! I had um, Steve. If you're listening, Spinner, Steve Lieberman, aka Spinner, Michigan State. Okay, Snyder Phillips. Spinner. Yeah. Spinner. Oh, you Spinner. Um, he's a deadhead. Okay. Uh, when I met him the first time, and you know, I I probably was standing there, kind of like had this dumbfounded look on my face, like you know, Grateful Dead. What? I mean, Van Halen was kind of the repertoire at that point. And, uh, you know, he brings out these cases of these, uh, I guess, at the... Eight-track? Well, no, the, the, the regular just cassette, cassette tape. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cases of cassette tapes where, you know, I guess they trade and help and record from each other from the live concerts. That, used, that was okay. kind of a deadhead thing to do. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, great guy. Uh, kind of turned me on to some of their music. Now, granted... Some of the stuff just drones on. Right. Like, well, yeah, I mean? that's why. That's why I never liked it, and I never was into the the weed scene because that's a. I think great deadheads are a big smoker, which is fine if that's what you're into. And the other thing that I do like that I remember about the Grateful Dead that I did like it actually has nothing to do with the Grateful Dead, but it was found a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. <laughs> Right. Which is a Don Henley song or an Eagle yeah, song? It's one or the other. It's one or the other. I don't. I, yeah. If this is Jeopardy, I'd, I would have to write who is Don Henley. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's the Eagles. I think it's Don Henley. Well, somebody will correct us on that. Yeah. That'll be a, well, yeah, we haven't had a corrections corner, so either A, nobody's listening close enough, or B, we're fucking perfect. Yeah, so let's I, go towards B. Let's go towards B. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this is this – is, it's, it's a lighter fare, so if you're not into the West Coast bitter, you know what I mean? This is It's leaning towards the New England side of the spectrum, but uh, – I, I don't. There's not an overpowering grapefruit, you know. No, tropical. Yeah, no. Personally, right I wish. Uh, personally, I wish we would have started with this and then went to the uh, yeehaw because I actually the yeehaw had a little bit more of a. Oh yeah. You know, bar yeah. fight punch to the nose to kind of like stun you a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, Hello, IPA. Yeah. Anyway, I know our listeners are dying to hear the rest of the untapped description, but when I drop my phone, but it says for Haze Fest, we've chosen a hot blend that brings citrus and tropical flavors without having to shred to shred a twenty dollar bill on a four pack. This is our hoppy, hazy, delicious brew and an approachable price point. All right. And by the way, on the can also, I read uh, we use hops grown in Washington, Idaho, and Oregon. Oregon. And every time you tell the listeners, whether it was last week or this week, ben, every time you not tell the listeners, when you say Bend Oregon, I see the movie, see if you know that. Bend over. <laughs> ben, nice to meet you, Victor Hugo. 
What movie? Oh, shit. I know the movie. I've seen it. Right, I can't the, think of the name. Oh, what right, movie that, is it? Flash. What do you do? That? Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Thank you. Usually you don't tell me. You, you make me squirm for a while. I think I skipped the line, too, because I, I think he says, what? And then he says, bend over. Ben, Victor Hugo, nice to meet you. Anyway, get the timer ready, Davis. For, I'm sure all the people in Ben really appreciate that. <laughs> all right, here we go. Tor- um, twirl around the sports world yeah, in five minutes. Five minutes or less, and right. I think I'm going to have. I, I think I'm going to be able to bank some time for episode sixty-four. Ready? Yes. Go. All right. In the major leagues, Tuesday, boy. I'm sorry, not Tuesday, Monday. I don't know if anybody watched it. I know you didn't, and I'm. That's going to be my talking point after the five minutes around the sports world. Pete Alonzo. Did he put on a show or what in the home run derby? He advances to the finals against Trey Mancini. Listeners note that matchup for discussion later. Um, Trey Mancini was up, I believe it was 22-17, to 17, and Alfonso had his one minute of bonus time. So that means he has one minute to hit six homers. On six fucking pitches, he hit six 400-foot bombs <laughs> to win. And, and there was like 38 seconds left. So in 22 seconds, he hit six bombs. And he's just got the head bob going. You could tell that borderline cocky, arrogant. But I was a fan of the U, the, you know, the Miami Hurricanes football team of you know, 80s, 90s right, with Jimmy right. Johnson. I like that swag. And, but he put on a show. Um, next night, the AL beat the NL in the All-Star game, which I think think, sorry at Fishman 8 for not knowing this for sure, but home field advantage is no longer decided by the winner of that game, I don't believe. I don't believe it is either. Which is a good thing. Um, And then Thursday night, the Red Sox and Yankees game postponed. I'm thinking, man, it rains a lot in New York. And then it it turns out it was postponed because of COVID. We'll get to that later because I I only have five minutes and that'll kill the rest of the segment if I go into that. Then Friday night, the Red Sox shut out the Yanks 4-0. Friday for like the eighth win in a row against the uh, the Evil Empire, and then today so it's last night the Yankees beat the Red Sox three to one in six innings. And again, there's more to that in another one of the listeners' favorite segments. Um, in the NBA, it, last we spoke, Suns were up two nothing. Right. Since then, the Bucks have won three straight, taking three to two lead, heading back to Milwaukee. For a game on Tuesday night, because in the NBA Finals, they do need like 17, 18 weeks off. Because like I said in the last part, I think they walk from location to location. Um, but yeah, so the game six is Tuesday night in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's looking to become champs. In uh, golf today, well, not just today, this weekend, uh, 24-year-old Colin Morikawa. Got it. Wins the Open in his first try. Just like he did when he won the PGA Championship, I think I believe I read he's the first golfer to win two majors in the same year. His, his first, first year in, a, in his first year in that event. Um, and last, because like I said, it was a slow sports week with the All Star break. And yeah, I've got we're gonna have time to spare here. The Olympics. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm looking forward to it because. Yeah. It to me it just seems like it's covid fast. That's all the focus going to be on on the, you know this uh Coco 
uh, what's, I don't know her name. I, I think she's a tennis player. I don't know. But oh. anyway, she's out because she tested positive. The, the men had to shut down their exhibition before they went. And Bradley Beal's out. And another guy's out. And um, uh, so, and then the, the one athlete was tested and there was no fans and this, that, and the other thing. And I just, I'm not going to sit there and watch because I don't think there are any fans allowed at the Olympics either. So I'm not going to sit and watch the Olympics with all they're concerned about is just like it was last year, COVID, because I don't give a fuck about that. So the Olympics start, I think, next week, though. So Right. But stop the clock, Dave. But yeah, see, I, I say I, I give the listeners back a minute and five seconds. And I'll just add in there that uh, USA men's soccer won a game, which is amazing because they're not usually like the U- women usually get the attention. Right. But they beat Canada. So it's not like they beat – you know the UK or there's, Germany like I said, last or Brazil week, when or we were talking about the Euro 2020 and the, there's so many different soccer leagues. I, I don't know which is more like what is better than the other, what is not. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. You were um, you were at three something when you you stopped. So right, so we're not banking time though. Of those stops, of those stops, of those topics, what of those? Uh, jumped off the page at you, or was there another one? Or was it you know? That jumped off the page on the sports world. I'll just I'll just add one um, that kind of interested me. Um, uh, Habib came out this week. Actually, there's two. I'll do two really quick right. ones. Habib came out this week and said, "McGregor's done. That loser, the the um, uh, oh Jesus, McGregor. What's wrong with my brain? Poyer. The MMA, um, UFC, UFC. Dana White. Jesus, I got too many acronyms running through my head." Uh, the UFC shouldn't support him. He's done. You know, all he does is talk shit. He can't back it up anymore. You know, and I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, and, you know, in, in McGregor's his whole uh, thing with his comment that the UFC knew that he had several stress fractures in his foot before he started that fight. You know, and, and maybe because McGregor's kind of in the in the UFC world, he's kind of like Tiger Woods is to the PGA. I mean. He, he sets foot in the stadium, and then that draws people. Right. So, um, you know, maybe they did know that he had the stress fractures in his foot and said, you know what, you know, if you don't show up or we have to postpone this fight, you know, that's X number of dollars, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're probably good enough. You know, let's fight. Whatever. But uh, the fact that he's on a stretcher and he's talking shit about other people and stuff, and, you know, I don't, at some point he's got a – that seems to be his brand to do that, you know, Talk about people, rile people right. up, do that kind of a thing. But at some point, that brand is going you know, to that's that's, fizzle out. I disagree. And I think they play that, especially when he didn't say anything derogatory to her. But his Poyer's, Poyer's I think it's pronounced Poyer, 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 whatever. Yeah. His wife actually was DMing him. But it was to, to do with like a fundraiser or a charity event or this, that, or the other thing. Right, so he spun and, it. To- and he spun it. And like, oh, he's tasteless and everything. But at, I actually think that's actually marketing genius 101. Because now, if, you know, if McGregor goes out you know, with a tear in his eye, tail between his legs, and pats Poyer on the butt and says, yeah, you won the rubber match, buddy, you're the best, and saunters off into the sunset, right? Okay. can, so- they, do week, can they do a fourth one? Well, now they can do a fourth one. Because hey, I fucking if I wouldn't have had these leg injuries, I'd have kicked your fucking ass and your wife, right. you know. And now he's the hated guy. 
you know, just like like the Notre Dames or the Dallas Cowboys of the world. You, right. You were watching that game because you're a huge fan. You want to see them win, or you're watching that game because you hate their ever loving guts and want to see them lose. True. And I think, but now it's McGregor's got to do it fairly quickly because, like, the UFC is a young younger man sport. Yeah, and yeah. now, I mean, you can't lose like fifty six straight fights <laughs> no. and still talk trash because people are like, "Hey, dude, you've lost fifty six straight fights. Trying to shut your mouth, would you believe? You're not that. I have nothing to gain by fighting you." So right. And the other quick one was uh, DeChambeau. Okay, early on in the right, was it the first day or second day? He uh, number one thing you do is you don't you don't go out to the press and you tell the press and people. That one of your sponsors, one of the people that, that are giving you free stuff and probably giving you a lot of money, yeah, this product sucks. And so Cobra fired back and said, hey, we're doing everything we can to keep Mr. DeChambeau, you know, as happy as possible. But where's what's the quote? I wrote it down here. Like I said. Uh, ah, crap. It's in the text that I sent you. All right, um, but but they basically said they they were really disappointed that he made that comment. Yeah, rightly so, because you know, not looking to blame anybody. Um, I have two things out of what I covered. It used to be the British Open. Yep. But actually, the British were offended that it was had to be called the British Open because the British Open is actually older than the U.S. Open. Correct. And when, when before it was there was the U.S. Open, it was just simply known as the Open. Right. I personally, I don't understand why the, the Brits are offended by that because I actually like, I would, I would, you know, the Open or Mike's Open. <laughs> I, Mike's Open. Right, right. I mean, that, hey, that, you know, I can kind of pull him, it's named after me. Right. You know. So why saying, is it offensive? You know, but I think they're offended that it's like, well, why do you have to put the British? There's no British in front of it. This is the Open, kind of like in tennis, French right. Open, Australian Open, U.S. Right. Open. You're saying they should go back to British Open, right? But yeah. that, but we went back to the Open because it offended the the Brits. Because even uh, Morikawa, he even addressed it as the British Open. Uh oh, mistakenly. Yeah. Did he get corrected? I don't know. I didn't, but I just know he's. But he's only twenty-four years old. He yeah. won his first attempt. It's an easy course. Yeah. Th- these were some of the lowest scores ever at a British Open. Oh, they said or, the setup or, or the Open. Well, because and the weather bit, too. There wasn't the wind that you normally find normally at the get. Open. And they probably because there have been so much complaints, you know. And if you read anything about this, that the it, typically this this is the highest scoring, right? Venue. Yeah, yeah. You usually win it with like maybe a plus one, right? So they they said they were setting the course up a little bit easier than they had seen it in the past, and probably for that reason. So, you know, congratulations to Mr. Morikawa. Yes. Who has now made more money than both of you and I combined, plus any of our children, any money that they could make ever in the future. <laughs> well, for sure. And um, I didn't mean yeah. to make that a sad point. To, no, no, it's to, right. to, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully our kids don't listen to it. Just get discouraged and give up on life, and then all of a sudden just become rummage sale hunters. <laughs> um, Excuse me. Uh, and the, and also the other, and the one thing in the Red Sox game on Saturday night, 
Yeah, it was Saturday night. The Cora actually pulled the Red Sox off the field because um, a Yankee threw a, a Yankee fan threw a baseball at Alex Verdugo. I don't think it hit him, and then Alex Verdugo got into a shouting match, you know, with him, yada, 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 and Cora just kind of pulled the team off the field for a few minutes, game resume, whatever, whatever. And it, it, this is a two-part question. So now that fan has been banned from all MLB ballparks. Not just Yankee Stadium, all MLB ballparks. Cause sure. My, my, two, my two-part question, the second question isn't really even related directly to the first one, but... Is like how in the world <laughs> is the, the ticket taker right. at like let's say Houston? Right. If this guy is like, you know, some somebody's making you know in Houston, let's say the person that works the game making fifteen forty an hour. How can I give me two in the mes- Give me two in the bleachers, okay? Is that person really like, hey, you banned, <laughs> aren't you? How the fuck? I mean, no. Like, if somebody if somebody else buys his ticket and he gets into a ballpark, well, the he, whole point is is he can't do he can't screw up. If anybody identifies well, him, I mean, if he just goes and drinks his beer and eats his nine dollar hot dog, he's fine. Right, but if he goes like if he comes to Comerica Park, I don't think there would be anybody that would no. Even if he went to. I mean, I guess if you went to the usher and said, hey, I'm the guy that's banned in the MLB, <laughs> right. then they might, I bet, I, even then I bet you the usher says, yeah, I don't give a fuck, and walks away. <laughs> um, but speaking of that, I say there's got to be, because there has to be a big, I don't know if I want to go as far as the death penalty, but there has to be a better, a bigger penalty for fans getting involved, like, before the NBA playoffs started, you know, fans were throwing water bottles at people, and then you got streakers on the field yeah, and right. throwing baseballs. Because generally, what it is is, you know, you spend the night in jail, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, five hundred dollar fine, thousand dollar fine, or whatever. And so, to most people, that's like, ah, fucking, who cares? You know, I, I, I fucking streaked on the field, and you know, right. this, that, or the other thing, or you know, I've got my fifteen seconds of fame. So. What would be, in your opinion, mandatory sentence? Like I said, I you know you could be the death penalty is kind of extreme. I mean, I think that's sure. a little overboard. But sure, I say a minimum one year in prison. Really, for this guy that threw the baseball, or the or a street, even a fun loving streaker that just runs on and delays the game because with no penalty, people are going to keep doing it. That's why you have. That's why they had public hangings in you know you know in the old <laughs> oh the old west. You know, hey, you stole from you stole from the butcher shop. You're gonna hang for it. And then the hopes was, was like, God damn it, I better not fucking steal from the butcher shop. Well, yeah, I mean. So, but if you know the fine, you know, five hundred dollar fine. You know, you, you you know, you're having your uh, you're having your eighth or ninth or fourteenth haze fest and ah, five hundred bucks. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'll yeah, I'll go do it. And then yeah. you know, either. You, so what's the so what's the what's the mandatory minimum yeah. sentence for something like that? Um, okay, so I'll see your what? What'd you say? One year in prison? One year. One year. One year in prison. I'm gonna say, or you can clean all of the bathrooms in that ballpark for six months, or for a for a season. season, for a season, for no, for an equivalent of a season. For nothing. So you're not yeah, in pr- you're not yeah. in prison, 
but you've got somebody watching over you and you got to clean all the bathrooms in that stadium. I could live with that. Because, you know, because... Because word gets out, you know there's going to be somebody just dropping a deuce on the side of the toilet or throwing <laughs> or throwing up. Uh, some of those are like truck stops. Oh, I know. Mean, horrible. And to think I fucking <laughs> landed on the floor at Comerica Park one time. <laughs> Luckily, it was before the game started. So, uh, but yeah. All right. You're up first to rate Hayes Fest. See, now this is this is more in my wheelhouse right here. So I'm going to go uh, two, so three, I like this a little bit better. I'm going to go 3.90. I don't know. I can't go 4.0 because yep. there's just, there's something not taking it over the top, but this is something you can have several of and yes. feel really good about yourself. I agree with that portion of it, but I did not like it as much as the Yeehaw. So as the listeners know, I go on a like a beer to beer pod to pod rating. I gave Yeehaw a three five one. I'm gonna give Hayes Fest a three four. Three four. Are you looking it up on Untapped? Yes. Okay. Alright, now this one is so Honky Tuck Brewing Company must be slightly smaller than Yeehaw Brewing Company. Uh, with 1,467 check-ins, those fine folks at Untapped, uh, we're in the neighborhood. I mean, you know, Untapped's right in the middle of us. Untapped uh, is 3.76. No, oh, okay. So we almost split the difference yep. there. Nice. How many check-ins? 1,467. So we've we've had we've had fewer check-ins, but right. Uh, also, had many more. Unfortunately, Dave, come to the Part of the pod where we're already at our last tasting. Seems just like two beers ago we just started this pod. It was two beers ago. Mike. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's why it seems that way. Um, our third and final donation from Brandon and Brian. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, guys. Happen Harry's, and, and Duke thanks you as well. Happen Harry's Nash IPA from Happen Harry's Microbrewing. Brewery. That's the first time I've stuttered with that word in a while. It, it, it has been, yeah. Five um, percent, so it's the lowest ABV of the night, and the second in A, if you will. So why don't we? All right. Crack these bad boys open. All right, so I've got mine in my very cool Austin Brothers Beer Company um, pint glass. Mike? I'm, yeah, I'm drinking the Pelfort that I believe I got you from Paris. You did. That's the one that the uh, the, the waiter let you steal. Yep. Yeah. So I, just as an aside, before we cheer, well, maybe we'll cheers first. All right. We'll get this underway, and then I want to talk about cheers. something on, your, on the picture on your glass. Cheers. Hmm. Not bad. Hmm. Hmm. Tastes a little heavier than five percent, though. Pretty hoppy. Yeah, for the for NA and five percent, I think it uh, a little misleading. 
A little misleading, yeah. but two things. Number one, what is the... Speaking of your glass, what is the one bird you wouldn't think you'd see in in the middle, in a lake in the middle of Oregon? Uh, pelican. So we're... Is that what that bird is? We're in the mountains, right? Yeah. We're in the mountains. Bunch of jack pine. And uh, we come across this lake and there's a bunch of Canadian geese. Now, Canadian geese are all over the place. I mean, they're pretty much omnipresent. You know what I mean? So there's a bunch of Canadian geese. And then my brother-in-law points up. He goes, oh, check it out. And so there's a you know huge bird, white tail, unmistakably a... You're asking the wrong guy, dude. Bald eagle. Okay. Okay, so there's a bald eagle, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, pretty majestic with the mountains in the background. You're like, wow. And then you look down the lake a little bit. Now, I'm farsighted, right? So I can't, you know, without these, without my glasses on, I can't read the stuff that's in front of me, but across the room or, you know, the farther it is, the better I can see. Um, <clears throat> my brother-in-law, oh, check it out. Check it out. Look at, look at the swan. And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that's not a swan. Look at the bill on that thing. That's a pelican. So we're in the, we're in the mountains in, you know, in Oregon, and, you know, there's an eagle. There's a bunch of uh, Canadian geese. I look over down the lake the other way, and there's a comorant. You know what a comorant is? It's, a, it's a water bird, <laughs> ocean-going bird, whatever. They eat a lot of fish. Um, and there's a freaking pelican. Uh. On this lake, just so, the weirdest combination. So I assume that's odd because, like I said, perfect example last night. Uh, we were over at the Stall Studio, uh, Liz and I, you and Shelly, and um, loyal listeners. Again, kind of like Henry Fee, get a little bit behind and then catch up. Yeah. Uh, the Windies. Sure. And you, you guys pointed up at the sky like, oh, look at that. And I said, what are those hawks? <laughs> <laughs> and they were they were they were geese or no you wanted to go get hey go get Max you know and I'm like yeah. oh why what are those hawks and then Josh looked at me and like hawks those are geese and I'm like fuck I don't know what's the big deal about geese I don't fucking know and just like I, I would have saw a pelican and you would have pointed that yeah. out and I would have said you got another yeah. beer it's legal food is yeah. what it is okay so second thing <clears throat> I want to point out that I noticed uh, when you brought this beer uh, the ABV five percent. So today I'm reading, um, I sat down, it's a Sunday, I decided, you know what, I want to know what's going on in the world, I haven't caught up on my popular mechanics magazine lately, yeah, I know, nerd alert, right? And well, you I'm, definitely have too much time on your hand if you're going to choose to read. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> wow. All right, so on page, uh, page 10, um, there's an article, Craft Brewers Have Broken the IPA. So I, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm totally interested, and I start reading this article. So here in the article, uh, do, 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 I don't see a, I don't see a, an author of the article right here on this particular page. But people are familiar with the the term IPA. That's why so many brewers label beers with these three letters, even if they don't really fit the IPA mode. Earlier in this podcast, I don't know what, a couple times back in the maybe the 20s or 30s when we were really getting into the right. IPAs, we looked up the definition. Now, typically an IPA is a 6% alcohol content or higher Correct. to be an actual India, uh, India Pale Ale. <clears throat> this one's at 5%. Now, I will agree with you on the initial tasting. It's like, boom, you know, there's a, there's a lot of hops there. 
um, you know, so the bitterness I would guess is going to be up into the at least the fifties, maybe the sixties. Yeah. The first one was seventy-five, right? Right. And this doesn't quite touch no. the first one we had, the Yeehaw um, IPA. But um, <clears throat> at five percent, is it an IPA? That's a question. Right. Uh, I guess technically, if if there's a, if there's a concrete definition that says IPAs are six percent or more. Then technically, it shouldn't be labeled as an IPA because it's five percent. But from the hot flavor on right. this, oh yeah, one, there's I would definitely say, IPA flavor. On yeah, this. yeah. So I mean, so nobody. If gonna, I would have showed you the alcohol content, I don't think we. I think so this that, wouldn't yeah. be a discussion if right. you would have showed me the. If you wouldn't exactly. have showed me the alcohol content, but um, you know, it's definitely if somebody you know <clears throat> likes their loggers or their pilsners or you know they're not gonna they they drink this and they're gonna go whoa. Because it's just a it's just a a level above a notch above, you know the bitterness of a, a lager or a pilsner. Right. Um, but yeah, so by definition, I guess you would have to say not an IPA. But I think there's without looking at the statistics, if you will, it's, it's definitely got IPA flavor. And if you want to talk about alcohol content, I showed you this last night, but I wanted to share it with our listeners, and if. Mike Klein, who was guest on our show, and we are actually on his YouTube, I think episode 59, which didn't end well for me. If he ever <laughs> Destination listens, Bourbon. Um, yeah, Destination Bourbon. If he ever listens to this show, he would be the guy that could find this for me. Um, and I'd like to try it, but I cannot believe it's considered a beer. I My phone popped up, and it said, the, you know, the strongest craft beers around. And so I click it and figuring it's going to just be clickbait. But anyway, it was actually an interesting article. I'm not going to read the whole article to you guys because I know a lot of listeners don't give a frog's fat ass about uh, the beer we drink. But um, Brewmeister Snake Venom. Originating in a Scottish brewery, the Brewmeister Snake Venom beer is a craft beer with the highest ABV in the world at 67.5% ABV, you won't find a stronger beer on the market. Excuse me. This beer offers hoppy malted carbonation, two types of yeast and smoked peat malt. Let me read that again. I didn't punctuate. Two types of yeast and smoked peat malt give it a high alcohol content. It is a great beer if you are only having one. And uh, this beer isn't available for purchase in the United States, but if you happen to live in the UK or are visiting soon, Snake Venom retails for a hefty $76 per bottle. Well, maybe I don't need to try it quite that bad. But, um, <laughs> God damn it, now I may have to plan, Liz and I may have to plan a trip to the UK just so I can get some Snake Venom. <laughs> I mean, well, there are wine, bottles of wine that are more than seventy six, but I mean seventy six dollars. But I mean, well, it says here it's uh, forty nine ninety five uh, pound, uh, basically fifty pounds. Okay, fifty pounds a bottle. And the bottle size is three hundred and thirty milliliters. Uh, yeah, that's not even a half liter. That's not even that's smaller than a half liter of 
I don't know. I mean, this is obviously, this is a one of a kind. So, I mean. All right. Well, hey, to our UK listeners out there, ship us some uh, snake venom. There you go. Well, uh, that'll be a, that'll end really well for me. (laughs) Pretty much like that episode on uh, 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 Destination Bourbon. Exactly. Um, But hey, Dave, I think it's that time. And I almost skipped this segment. But. I know for a fact our listeners would be disgruntled. But, hey, it was a perfect week until last night. So, without further ado... So, like I said, I had nothing. I was like, you know what? Let's put that. I, I was thinking to myself, let's put that in mothballs a little bit. We will, you know, hey, you know, you don't want to force it. You don't want to force the fuck you. I mean, it's got to be a legitimate right. fuck you. Sure. Um, and I had nothing until last night. And I'll put an asterisk. Asterisk. Yes. I'm sure in the fine print, if you. You read through, it's in there in black and white on line 2,777 in there describing it. Right. So, anyway, my fuck you of the week goes to FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh-oh. So, last night, you know, as the listeners know, my fucking betting's been atrocious lately. I've just, just, just been dwindling right in the toilet, the account. You know, still have not put any more money in other than the original $100 investment. Right. But last night, I'm like, all right, Garrett Cole's Garrett Cole is on the mound against the Red Sox. The Red Sox have won eight straight. And even though the old bettors adage is losers, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against them. The Red Sox aren't going to beat the Yankees from here to eternity. It just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, right. And the Red Sox have won the first, dating back to last year, they've won like seven, eight in a row. And I'm like, look, in last outing, Garrett Cole was lights out. I I said, you know what? I'm going to give a run and a half, put 60 bucks on it to win 103. And then I had a three-team parlay. I had the Brewers minus a run and a half, the Dodgers minus a run and a half, and I stuck that Yankee bet in there because I, I just had a hunch. Um, minus run and a half. Dod- you know, so let's go to the parlay first. Dodgers, nine. Uh, Rockies, two. Win. Brewers. It was four to three Brewers in the bottom of the ninth inning against the Reds. And I'm like, ah, fuck. This game's over. Because right? I'm giving a run and a half. Right. Well, and lo and behold, the Reds fucking score a run. Tie it up. I'm like, all right, well, that's what I actually needed. Maybe it's maybe it bottom of the tenth. That's irrelevant. But I needed the tie because winning by one did me no good. And then in the 11th, the Brewers scored three, won the game 7-4. Win. Final, you, know, you wake up in the morning, you look at the score. Yankees three, Red Sox one. But unlike the Thursday game, which was due to COVID. Right. And there was no fans throwing baseballs at Red Sox like, you know, the <laughs> right. game, there was rain. Yep. It was ruled an official game because you revert back to the last complete inning. And at the score of the last complete inning, it was Yankees 3, Red Sox 1. How many? What did they win by? 
Two. I was giving one and a half. Right. That's a win, right? Yeah. Yankees minus one and a half. They won the game three to one. Right. That's a win. Right. Well, apparently on FanDuel, it's got to be a nine-inning game fucking for some reason. Because oh. that, that was voided. So, now, I got my $60 bet back, so I didn't lose the $60. Right, right, But right. I didn't win. You could have had the parlay. And then, well, the parlay, they did void that pick. So, my three-team parlay became a two-team parlay, and it only paid like $44. The three-team parlay with the Yankees minus a run and a half, that $20 bet would have paid $140 or whatever it was. So here I'm like, I look at, you know, when we're over here, I saw the score. It was 3-1. to one. I was like, yeah, all right. You know, if ever the Red Sox, you know, at the Fishman 8 would say I was hedging my bets, I'm not using the hedge the bet theory yet because it's still early. I mean, there's still a long way to go. The Red, you know. Right. I'm not, you know, I'll, hedge, I'll start hedging bets in September if I could buy the Red Sox a playoff berth. You don't do that in July. I just legitimately thought it was a good bet. Hey, Garrett Cole's coming off a great outing. The Red Sox aren't going to beat him every fucking time. Right. Last night was a situation to bet it. I bet it. They, I gave a run and a half. They won three to one. Yep. That is a win. That's not a fucking void. That's a win. The game wasn't suspended like the national game was when you know, the four people got shot outside the park. So the major league did the right thing. I never did look into. I don't think it was baseball related. I think just four people were yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So. I mean, it wasn't suspended that way. It wasn't like it was 5-5 at 4-14 in the morning and Major League Baseball said, hey, it's just unsafe to be playing baseball at 4-14. We're going to suspend it. And then it was voided. It was rain. You you revert back to the last complete inning. It was 3-1 Yankees. 3-1 is 2. I was giving a run and a half. That's not a fucking void. That's a win. So fuck you, FanDuel Sportsbook. There you go. Um, Mine isn't as serious. Uh, Mine's half-hearted. But uh, on an airline, those of you that have flown lately, now um, thank you to my brother-in-law um, when he and, we, and to some degree we paid for the we paid for the seats, but we flew business class, so we had a little extra leg room, right? But we were pretty close to first class, right? Do you know how they separate first class now? Curtain? Yeah, like a like a, it looks like a, a it's 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 a net. You can see through it. Oh. I mean, it's like, it's very sheer. Oh, yeah. That's... You know what I mean? And, and most of the time, because the, the stewardesses, or steward, I don't know, are the male stewardesses? They're stewardess. Stewards? I think they're stewardesses. Okay, so whatever. So, flight attendants. Flight attendants. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so there we go. You know, they're going back and forth through there. So they're not even, it's not even closed. What's the point? What's the point of being able to, like, partially see through and have people like ordering off of a menu and getting you know a lot more stuff than everybody else is getting and you know what i mean it just it was kind of annoying annoying that you could see them or knowing that they got more well just annoying that there was this like hey let's put this little like let's put this thing right here that that just makes everybody aware that we're going to separate these well, people from you, even though I could smell you, I can see you, I right. can hear you, I can just get rid of the freaking curtain. That's dumb. It, it is dumb. I give you that, but there's got to be something. It's not even a curtain. It's yeah. a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like, it's a screen, it's a hanging screen something. But they get alcohol all the time. I have noticed that through that, because when I fly, I have noticed the first class gets to drink whenever they want, nonstop. 
there's a lot more room. There's usually only two seats, if not. Oh, it's super comfortable. Now, the only thing is, and I that is strictly a status symbol. Like, hey, oh, well, it's I, a big fuck you to the rest of the people on the plane. It's like, hey, I've got... But I like, get off the plane first. Right. Well, getting off a plane is annoying. But business class, like you go, you know, what is it called? Coach? Yeah. Coach is $100. Business class is $130. And the last four seats at the at the back of the plane are, are economy. Okay, yeah. So And, and those, <laughs> then those are $60. Yeah. Obviously, I'm just using price as an example. So you got 60 100 130 and then first class is like five grand. <laughs> right. It's like, a, I, there's, I don't, I think if I would, the only, like if I was flying the 20 hours, right. I, from point A to point B, if it was 20 hours, oh, yeah. that might be worth, you know, sure. the, the 130 versus five grand. Right. But because that's the only thing, because, you know, Liz and I have upgraded our seats before to, like you said, business class. Because you, know, right. you do get the extra leg room and sure. you do get uh, free drinks with uh, the business class mm-hmm. where it's like $8 a drink for the other ones. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, and that's like an additional 100 bucks. Okay, let's live large. We'll spend the extra 100 bucks. And then, well, what first class? And then you try to, first, oh, like, come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like 10 <laughs> times the amount. I know there's only like 10 seats. Right. So it's supply and demand. There's only 10, you know. Sure, sure. Yep. But it's like, come on, you know, seriously, I'm 14 feet from you. Hell, the first person in business class is literally like three feet from somebody in first class. Right. And it's going to be a $5,000 difference? <laughs> I mean, you better be getting handies. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. At least I didn't see any on the plane. The guy from Sex Life has to fly at least... Business class, so he can get that extra four inches <laughs> so, for his third leg. <laughs> so, so, so did everybody? Everybody have somebody like so? So Shelly videotaped me watching the video on Sex Life. That one section yep. with the guy that had like the hose reel yep. coming out of his pelvis. So I mean, I, yep. you know, and it was definitely a dope. Yeah, the, he like he needs that. He might even get an extra seat. So <laughs> flop it over to the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So that's the that's the FU segment. Anything yes. else? No, that's all I had. Because like I said, I wasn't even going to do the FU segment until... Because I woke up this morning thinking, all right, fucking nailed a three-team parlay and hit you know, the Red Sox loss. So I rage betted today. I have the Yankees minus a run and a half. Um, I think it's 45 to win 70. So I've never heard that term, rage betted. Yeah, I, just, I was just so fucking mad that the Red Sox <laughs> lost last night right. and that the FanDuel fucked me out of my three-team parlay and the Yankees minus one and a half. I said, well, fuck it, I'll show them. I'm betting $45 on the Yankees tonight minus <laughs> one and a half. So, Good for you. Yeah, that's what I said. And currently it's three to nothing um, uh, Yankees. So that's, you know, and, and unless it's stopped by rain, I'll be voided again, I guess. Yeah, I don't know where... It's right there in the middle of the screen. To the left. Oh! There you go. Whoops. So, yeah, I'm winning that bet right now. So, that was more of a rage bet, but, you know, whatever. Oh, and look, look at uh, Torres. Fuck Torres. He's a loser. But anyway, <laughs> Red Sox got to right the ship that started the second half one and two. Yankees gained a game on him. All right, well, I believe it's your week for random question, Dave. What do you got for me? All right, Mike. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. All right. 
you're actually not supposed to answer much of the first part of the random question. Okay. But you should be able to answer quite a bit of the second half of the random question. All right. And I put that out there just so you don't feel like, well, you know, why the hell are you asking me these questions? I'm not supposed to know these things. But I'm going to, it'll be your best guess. All we'll right. see how close you can get. All right. <clears throat> so, I was in Oregon, right? Correct. Bend, What's, Oregon. Bend, right. Uh, what's the state bird? Well, not the pelican. Uh, <laughs> not the pelican. You're not going to... Okay, well, that's close. Not even... Not Actually, it's not even anywhere near close. The western meadowlark. Never heard of that. Yeah, right. Okay, what's the state fish? Trout. That is actually very close. The Chinook salmon. What's the state tree? Sycamore. Uh, no, the Douglas fir. But that's a good tree, though, to, to guess with. What is the uh, state flower? Now, I will say this. Uh, you're probably not going to get it, but try to think of what the Michigan state flower is. I don't know that okay. Iris. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the grape. That's I, have, that is, I have no idea. An elegant ornamental evergreen shrub somewhat resembling an English holly. So I, I have no idea. I got this off of their state website. It makes no sense to me, so we're moving on. Now, you will probably get this one. What is the state animal? Beaver. Got it. Could have been the duck, but I went yeah, with okay. beaver because yep. everybody likes beaver. <laughs> That's why I knew you yeah. would get it because you would go there. All right, the capital. Fuck. This one I should know. Um, Back to elementary school days. Yep, just shh. Okay. What's the first initial? S. First letter? Yeah. Yeah. There's people screaming into yeah. their devices right All now. All I keep wanting to say is Spokane, but that's fucking that's Washington. That's no, Yeah. Salem. Yeah. Yeah, nobody get that. Okay, the fruit. State fruit. Pear. Got it! Oh, really? Are you serious? No. Nice. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Uh, okay, now... Seriously, on their state website, this is how much they are. Okay. What is the state microbe? Microbe. I said that correctly. How do you know what that is? Well, think about what I've been talking about the, for the last two episodes. Pops. Close. Brewer's yeast. Oh, yeast. Yeah. You're not going to get this one. What's the song? State Sweet song. Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon, my Oregon. Yeah. Or however, Oregon. Uh, okay, now this one should be, this one you should get. What's the state team? The state team? Mm-hmm. Because there's only, there's only one of them. There's only one professional oh, team. Oh, professional team. I was going to say there's Oregon I'm just saying, well, but, but I'm saying if there's one team oh. that they could single out. Professional team. Portland. Oh, the, the Trailblazers. Yeah, uh, they don't have they don't have MLB. Yeah, they I, don't have yeah. NFL, right? Right. Yeah. So Portland Trailblazers state team. Okay. Now second half of the question. Uh, okay, Michigan state bird. Robin. Got it. Nice. State stone. Petoskey. Got it. State uh, flower. Rose. Think Northern Michigan. 
That doesn't mean no good. Traverse City. Cherry. Cherry Blossom. There we go. Uh, a couple more. Let's see. State Fish. Trout. Correct. Or more specifically... Northern the, Trout. The Brook Trout. Fuck, how would I have known the Brook State Trout? Tree. Michigan. Elm. White Pine. Never. At least it was a tree. And then uh, State Game Mammal. Deer. White-tailed deer, right? Yeah, that's close enough. All right, ding, 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 you win the prize. There we go. So I know Michigan better than Oregon. No, that's true. That's good, because yeah. you live in the state, yeah. Yeah, exactly, so. <laughs> what about this beer? Are we ready to rate this? I think so. Um, oddly enough, I, it was my favorite of the night. Not by much, because I do like the pack, the punch in the teeth the Yeehaw gives you, but this was smooth drinking, Yet with an IPA flavor, 366. 366 for Mike. All right. I I like the, the Haze Fest a little bit better. Um, I'm going to have to go... Man, I think I like the Yeehaw actually a little bit better than this. Hmm. That's crazy. This has almost got, for me, in my palate... This has almost got that a little bit more of a piney dank. Almost like a West Coast kind of a... Uh, huh. I'm going to go 3.35. All right. And as you were thinking of your rating, I looked up the on-tap rating. and Now, admittedly, it's... Uh, 1,701 check-ins. Not a lot, but still had more than the Haze Fest. Um, yeah. I, I, we'd have to look through the archives of the flight football and anything else because the untapped rating is 3.28. That's one of the lower untapped ratings that we've come across. It like, sure is, I, yeah. I mean, you know what? That's going to be some interesting uh, bathroom material. I'll take all my... Uh, Notes yeah. from episodes three through eighty-three. I don't think I didn't do the sheets episodes one and two, and I'll look. And there's been a couple where I've uh, went off the rails and didn't write down. So, but for the most part, well, it's probably about episode twenty-five. We didn't use Untapped. I don't think right from the beginning. No, I don't think we did either. But yeah, three point two eight is a very low Untapped rating. And I liked it the best of the night. It was the lowest untapped rating of the night, and it was my highest rating of the night. Go figure. Yeah, I don't know. But, Dave, alas, it comes to that time. Boo. As I, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> sob and weep. As I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see him out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home. But you got to get the heck up out of here.